Podcast, featuring Jamie, Mike, and Steve. We are live with another episode on the Nothing But Net podcast. I'm your host, Steve Carter. The NBA has taken a strange turn of events. We had the Kyrie stuff. We have our All-Stars. We have a bunch of stuff to go over this week. Minor injuries with Luka. The NBA is kind of starting to separate with the top five teams. This group is pulling away. Mike, what is going on? Yeah, uh, it was a cold week up here in the Northeast, but the NBA stays hot and is heating up here at the trade deadline. Um, We'll have a lot to talk about here, no doubt, and we already do. So things are good. I'm looking forward to it. Jamie, what's going on? What's going on, guys? Um, Steve, the host, host with the most, only puts butter on his toast. Mm. Michael, how we doing, brother? What's the host? My eight, oh. My bad. Uh, I have an agent calling. We probably have it. No, I'm just kidding. That was, that was a woe response. <laughs> you imagine. I'm good. I'm good. Swisher Disc is going to be a little different, fellas, but I'm going to use mine at the top. The NBA is the best reality TV show in the world. I mean, sports-wise, I'll, dish it, or I'll switch that. I don't know why. I don't get around around the reality TV too much. Fair enough. But it's just like, Jim, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, between the NBA and the NFL, it's it's definitely a reality TV show every single week. And especially if you live in Brooklyn. Yeah. What's going on in Brooklyn? We're going to start with the Nets thing. All right. We're going to start with the the Woj bomb, the sham, the sham wow that really took over the week. Um, Kyrie asked to be traded. Um, the only team that was interested in him this past summer were the Lakers. Now we're starting to hear that the Clippers, Suns, and Mavericks are also in on him. And Kyrie is prepared to sit out. When this hit, man, it's just like crazy. Because like now this is the third Brooklyn net that they have used everything acquired. They've used everything to go out and get James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. And now all three of them in the last 12 months have demanded a trade. I I get I don't I don't know I don't know like is this finally the end in Brooklyn can we finally admit it like because this this roller coaster is just not a thing that can't continue right yeah I feel like this if this isn't if this isn't the end and kind of like rock bottom then I don't know I mean surely if when KD leaves it definitely is it's this is like one of the worst failed projects in NBA history right. Um, it's crazy because it's probably one of the best hypothetical teams of all time, right, Jamie? Like, this is why you had them in the NBA Finals. Um, but yeah, here we go. It's the crossroads. It's the deadline. It's the second straight year of superstars asking to be traded at the deadline. And, oh, if I don't get traded, I just sit out. And now it puts the Nets in the corner. And I don't know. I don't know what you do. Jamie, what are you, what are you thinking here? To me, this... I, I, I'm beginning to think this is a Brooklyn Nets organization problem opposed to anything else. I don't, to me, it's what, what does Kyrie Irving really want? Because hey. 
it's apparently not to be a championship contender because once KD's back and everybody's healthy, they are, and they've been playing great. So I, I just don't, I guess my question is like, Kyrie, what the hell do you want? If it's just money, then okay. But don't come out here and say and tweet all this shit about, uh, you know, trust yourself and all this, like, it's, the guy drives me absolutely insane. I don't know. I don't know what he wants. It's always poor me with Kyrie. It literally is. It's always poor me, poor little me. And it's just like Kyrie, like you put yourself in these situations, my guy. Like when he was in Cleveland, I wanted to cheer for Kyrie. I had no problem cheering for Kyrie, but his career has just turned so much. Like it just, I get like, you got to like be yourself and open up, but man, like, it's like, you're so far off in my opinion. Like I just, it's tough, man. It's tough. The whole Kyrie thing is tough. Well, and in, in Boston, you remember in Boston when he basically told the whole, all his fans, like, all right, guys, I'm coming back and blah, 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 this and that. Like, I want to be in Boston. And then last week he comes out and says, you know, I want to, I want to play here. I want to get extended here. And then they get clapped one time and he wants out. Oh yeah, like that is that all it takes, or... bro? Is one fucking blowout, and you just want to peace out on your whole team? Like, what is KD thinking now? Yeah, and I think he made a comment. I don't know when, maybe before the season, I guess, where he's like something along the lines of like, "Oh, you know, I could never leave number seven or something like." Well, you lied that about that too, because now now you're leaving. It, there's got to be more to the story, or kind of like what you said, Jamie. There's got to be more going on with the Brooklyn Nets organization that meets the eye, or some something, some missing part. But maybe there's not because this is this has been a consistent thing with Kyrie, and he's just kind of an, an outlier when it comes to superstardom. So that, the the thought of what does he want? I mean, you could does that switch day to day, week to week? Does it? You know, I don't know. And, and then Steve, I, I guess you're right with the poor me too. I. It's tough to follow what he wants, and I don't. And I think that these teams don't want to try and gamble on what he wants. What's crazy to me too is the players love him, guys. Like the players love him. They voted yeah. him in to be a part of the uh, NBA PA or yeah NBA PA um, as what vice president. So it's like the NBA loves him, and it's just so weird how like the media and him are just so disconnected. Because Kyrie does do great things. Like I don't want to say he's like a terrible person because like he does donate a lot of his money to right um, schools and stuff like that and charities and it's just like with him in a business, it's just a guy you can't trust, man. Like Kevin Durant really found out the hard way. He signed the extension while Ky or while Kyrie didn't and James Harden didn't, and now look at Kevin Durant. He's going to be the one that basically kind of gets screwed. I don't know if. The I don't expect the next to be able to get like Trey Young before the deadline. And all these things just seem too much, and you have to trade Kyrie for something if it sits out. I don't know. This Kyrie stuff's getting really old. I feel like it's something that we are just waiting for the next episode to happen. And I kind of feel like Kyrie and OBJ are just similar, like just so disconnected from like media and like not knowing how to conduct themselves and just truly worry that it's going to be a huge waste of talent is what I'm concerned about. Are you guys concerned about that? Yeah, I think he 
this dude, I mean, world champion and like one of, I mean, an easy, I think at the time, top 10, you know, basketball player in the world. And then through the distractions, it just, he could still have all the same talent, but everybody just views him in such a different lens that it's, it's hard not to like, I don't know. It's for me. For for him, it's got to be even hard to like apply himself 100% to basketball. I don't think he's been like that for years. Yeah, I, Jamie, do you have any thoughts here? Or I mean, sooner or later, teams are just how how does a team try to put a future towards him? Like how how does he not just keep getting one year deals at this point? Because how can you trust? that he will stay more than one year. It's just, it baffles me, man, that a guy with the talent level of him, who's, I mean, an all-star starter in this league, and deservingly so, I think, this year, I think we could all agree he's played great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But bottom line, man, you, you can't trust a guy that, you can't trust a person to stay longer than one year. What are we doing? It's going to backfire at some point, and, it's just inevitable at this point. I just don't know what Kyrie wants besides money. Right now, I winning's clearly not in what he cares about. I think he thinks he can win and get money, so maybe that's why he wants to get traded. I don't really know. We're never going to really know with Kyrie. It's never going to really make sense. I think his career is going to be very weird. I think Kyrie might have a career which he doesn't have one of his teams uh, that view him as like beloved. You know what I mean? Like the Cavs. I don't think Cavs fans are like, I know he hit the shot, but like there's always going to be um, that beef when he said Cleveland, Cleveland wasn't like a real sports town and whatever. So it's just interesting. What team do you guys think Kyrie gets traded to? And we will move on from the Kyrie stuff unless you guys have anything else to say. So Mike, what team do you think Kyrie gets moved to? I think it's the Lakers. I, I, no disrespect, Jamie. I'm sure you don't want that problem, but that's the most likely scenario in my head. With them giving up both first? Yeah, you I, have to. I guess. I, but do you? Like, Brooklyn almost got has to take what they can get. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's such a weird position they're in. Yeah, it's kind of – the tables have kind of turned, right? It's the Lakers went from – trying to shop Russ and basically having to take deals that they didn't necessarily want just to get rid of them. And now it's kind of like Brooklyn is in that boat and the Lakers are kind of like, well, Westbrook's not playing too bad. You better give me something back for it. I, to me, I would probably say the Lakers. Um, Cause I don't know if he wants to go to the Clippers and, Every other night, have Paul George and Kawhi out. I don't. What a what a scenario. Yeah, I I guess I'd say the Lakers. You imagine the injury reports with Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George. (laughs) Oh man, Kyrie's out because he just sent a tweet, and (laughs) Kawhi is on vacation for a couple weeks, so he's out, and Paul George has a sword. That's what those. That's what those injury reports be looking like. So just a quick little tidbit here. Um, how much do you think Kyrie Irving has made in his career thus far? Just a ballpark. Oh, I, uh, 
Honestly, I'm not good at this. I would say probably how many years have you been in the league? Eight? That's a... Nine. I don't want to even throw out a number to be so wrong. I know. $229,714. That's a lot of money. That's way more than I would have guessed. Uh, I said that way wrong. $229,714,349. And this dude just wants money. Like, bro. It's so confusing. I don't think he cares about winning, right? And No, it's evident he doesn't care about winning. He was with LeBron James and won and won in trades. He was with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, who just went to the finals last year and won and traded. He played with Kevin Durant. and won. It's not about winning. It's 100% not about winning. It just doesn't seem like a money-hungry guy to me either. No, he's a him guy. He's It's a, um, it's me. Like It needs to be him. But like going to play with LeBron again, like you really think you're going to get the attention, Kyrie, especially with Anthony Davis in town? Okay. Um, okay, and Jamie, do you want... Kyrie, would you do the two first for Kyrie? <laughs> I'd... Yeah. Yeah. With all that being said, I mean, this is make a me thing. a hypocrite. I don't know, but man, the talent is just when he's good I... in place. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the Lakers teams, in my opinion. I don't think the Mavs are going to put Kyrie with Luca. I don't think that's smart. Um, Chris Paul deals way too complicated, in my opinion, because he has two more years after this year making $30 million. And that leaves us with the Clippers with a bunch of middling contracts, some interesting pieces like Luke Kennard, I guess. I think people think or he's still interesting. He's very average. But they can get the first picks. They can get a first-round pick. The Lakers would have to offer both picks unprotected. I think the Lakers do, and I think it's smart. I don't know. It, the, this is it. Like, LeBron's 38. Like, they're not going to get a better player. If they can get Zach Levine, I'm interested. I don't think Zach Levine necessarily becomes available. And with that being said, I think the Lakers probably are the winners on Kyrie. I, it, who knows? It, it's going to be the same thing as winner. Yeah. It's the same thing as Brooklyn, right? Like you're waiting, you know, KD on the injury report. Well, AD is going to be out. Kyrie and LA, like who knows, man? Who knows? Can I, what he, is can I, yeah. Can I flip that? Like what? So that we're focused on Kyrie in L.A. So Russell Westbrook then would be on the Nets, right? No, I don't believe so. You don't um, think I so. believe the Nets would try a three-team trade where they would send Uh-oh. Russell Westbrook and the two first to Utah for a potential Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt. Kind okay. Of trade. Yeah, I didn't. I was gonna say so. Like the other, yeah, that was my other thought is that if Westbrook just goes back to the Nets with KD, what are we looking at now? Yeah, that, to me, I think they would try to get a third team. Like the Spurs, maybe they can try and go out and get uh, Portal and Josh Richardson and Doug McDermott. Uh, maybe they can go to the – I think the dream would be going to Utah. If I think the dream is, like, working Trey Young into a trade, but I that's impossible. Yeah, gotcha. With that being said, guys, let's go over the all-star uh, reserves that were announced, picked by the coaches. Um, Joel Embiid. Snubbed of snard starting, but gets the reserve not reserve nod. Jalen Brown, Bam, Julius Randle, Demar Derozan, Drew Holiday, and Tyrese Halliburton. Jamie, where the heck is James Harden? Yeah, I don't know. That's who's that's, <laughs> who's to me that's snub? stood out, man. 
I got a few snubs, honestly. Uh, Who's your biggest snub in the East? We'll go. We'll go over biggest snub. My biggest. Well, I mean, do you want to call Joel Embiid not starting a snub? No, I mean like snub. Like who should be making it? So, and when you call a snub, you have to make sure you take someone off the roster. Um, I'd take I'd take Harden out, or I'd put Harden in instead of Julius Randle. That's it has to be a guard, to though. So it has to either be Brown, Drew Holiday, or Halliburton. Drew Holiday. Yeah, I agree. Agree. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's, that's a simple miss. That is the simple miss on the all-star roster, in my opinion. Go ahead, Jeff. My bad. Yeah, I mean, Harden, there's no way you shouldn't be in this all-star game. And he tweeted shortly after figuring out that he wasn't in, that he wasn't necessarily thrilled about it. Um I don't know if you guys saw, but he posted something like on Instagram, I want to say, with like a just blackout screen and just said disrespect. So, yeah. I mean, he he's probably a little pissed off, as I would be. Like, everything that the Sixers wanted out of him, he's he's performed and almost overperformed if you think about the, um, like the projections of ever, that everybody had on him. Yeah, I'd probably say that James Harden would be my I, biggest snub. Yeah, I agree. In the East, um, I don't understand how James Harden doesn't make it here. Um, I actually really like this for Philly, though. I think with Harden being snu- snubbed of starting, Harden being snubbed off the roster, I think that's you know going to feel the fire. I think James Harden had a huge night um, the night he was not announced as an All Star and. He played well, and I think like if we motivate this 76ers team, I think they do have the pieces. There's rumors that they're interested in Jared Vanderbilt, and boy, oh boy, if they put Jared Vanderbilt with Joel Embiid, that defense is going to be scary good, and I think I already think they could make the finals, but man, if they could make a move like that, I'd be extremely interested. Mike, who is your biggest snub? Yeah, for the East, it's, it's the same. Um, and I was an advocate for Drew Holiday as well. Um, I know when I hopped on the episode after you guys talked about All-Stars. Uh, so I, I, I like Drew Holiday on, but at the cost of James Harden being out, yeah, I, I don't know if that makes a ton of sense to me. I, I, I would like to know I'd like to know kind of the, the decision on that or people's thoughts, too, of, of why. But And Drew Holiday is playing, like, really well, too. Um, you know, he deserves a little credit, but James Harden's been kind of holding it together for, uh, you know, the majority got back from in, the injury. Yeah, and that's that, and that's with like Embiid being out too. So, um, yeah, that I'm trying to think. I I also like Randall on there. I think I mentioned that, so I I don't want to go back on my word. I'm surprised Brunson's name wasn't at the top of your guys' list. At least one of your guys' list. It's a well, name that I think could be in play here because boy, oh boy, what the heck has he been doing lately for the New York Knicks? I know. The Knicks getting two All Stars like yeah. sounds weird, but like, hmm. yeah, that's the he's hoping. That's that was my thing too. Is like I, same thing. You could say the same thing about the Kings. Um, just like the Knicks, the Knicks have two All Stars. Well, they might. Uh, he would be number two on my snub list. I think the Kings just have like the best offense in basketball too, right? So like, they should be rewarded with two All Stars, and they weren't. Well, the fact that oh, we're yeah. gonna get into the West. I, yeah. The West is about to get popping. I think the East is fairly 
you know, I think it's either Brunson or Harden. You know, I think Halliburton is a lock to be an all-star. Don't know. We're not debating him as a snub. Um, Drew Holiday season just doesn't feel like a Drew Holiday all-star season to me. But that's because it's been up and down. Now, this recent stretch obviously solidifies his case, so good for him. Um, I would have went in a different direction. But the Western Conference is where I think there's going to be a lot of debate. No debating the guards. The Jaw, SGA, Dame. Well, those three guards. The forwards here. We have Sabonis, Lowry Bird. One of them should be starting. Should be. And then Jaron Jackson Jr., guys. I think I said if this guy played more games, I think he would be an all-star. Clearly, he didn't need to play more games. And then the one I'm like kind of iffy on and not understanding, Paul George. Yeah, Mike. I'll start you here. I'll start here with you. I Paul George, bro. Like Paul George is an All Star this year. Come on, nope. I think that's a lot more name than. Nope, 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 not for me. Over De'Aaron yeah. Fox. Now, right now, again, they're on this nice little recent stretch, <laughs> so it looks better. But I mm-hmm. think Kawhi is also playing at a pretty decent little level lately. Yeah, I don't think uh, Paul George for me it should be gone. I think, despite, I'm glad Dame made it. Despite, because um, I know that was like another one that we were thinking if he's on or not. Um, despite you saying that about uh, Triple J there, Jaron Jackson Jr. Have we? Have we I, talked about Jaron Jackson Jr. on this? About the whole staff thing? The, I, no, I don't know what you mean. How he's not right. eligible for blocks and stuff? or Yeah. I mean, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Keep going. I'll, I'll go after you. Just, I don't know exactly how much time he's missed, but I don't oh. know. I know I can't sub Triple J out and put Darren Fox in, but if I'm just going like that, I think like that would that I would like to see those two flip. Anthony Davis, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards isn't as big of a snub to me. Maybe that's just. I don't know. Ooh. I'm not as big as on Ant Edwards as some people. I'm not saying he's not good, just I don't He's watch. He's three weeks late. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's three weeks late. Recently, he's been balling, but it was like after the voting went through, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. He's three weeks late. Like, if he would like, he came in out of shape. He had one dunk in like the first month and a half of basketball. Yeah. Um, I'm concerned about his off the court life. That's what that was my concerns with him during the draft. And, yeah, that was weird. So that would be me. Uh, definitely, definitely uh, Paul George number one, and then I would, I would debate about Triple J off, but then I would sub De'Aaron Fox and probably AD, and and Booker, just you know, been getting Evan Booker on huh? not an All Star, just been gone too long, right? I don't know. That's that's what it is. It is, but I mean, now the Suns have got it together lately. Eight out of their last ten. Get into that here in a sec. Um, but, poof. I uh, I don't know, man. Like I don't know what. I don't know. That's tough. I understand that's tough. But to me, Darren Fox and Paul George is not tough. And like that's easy. That's guard for guard. Mm-hmm. That's get me out of here. Darren Jackson Jr. Man, the Memphis Grizzlies were so good, and I don't know. They just hit a really bad wall. Uh, There's just kind of maybe growing pains, trying to get everyone back together. Because, you know, they really, all three haven't played together that much for that long. So, um, I'm not sure. Jamie, what are your thoughts? Who's who's your biggest snub? 
Uh, yeah, you guys nailed it. D. Fox for um, Paul George. I mean, that's easy. Should be easy. I don't understand. Um, but it's just common sense. I feel like the second one for me, as great as Jaron Jackson Jr. has been playing, and he's, I mean, right now probably the defensive player of the year. He's only played 12 minutes more than AD, averaging, and AD's averaging 10 more points and five more rebounds this year. So that right there, I mean, I would probably have AD over him, but I mean, I I guess it's a new guy. He's exciting, whatever. I mean, but he's AD, averaging like three blocks a game. That's the thing. Right, but I mean, AD's averaging like 1.8. So, it, I mean, you can take it yeah. however way you want it, but yeah, it's. D Fox 1000% over Paul George. The Kings have a better record. They have the best offense um of efficiency. I think they have the best offense of efficiency this year. Um so I would have two Kings in there. But it is what it is. Um yeah, as we wrap up here, the thing we were talking about Mike, Jaron Jackson Jr. allegedly the stat some stat lady, Jamie, I believe. Do you know the story? Was like not like only at home. We were like giving him like a couple extra strat- stats here and there. Oh, for, like, blocks yes, and yes, steals. yes. They that. they were giving him like extra blocks and steals. So like at home, his numbers are like crazy inflated, and then on the road, apparently, like his numbers are like down. And like apparently, some people caught on that she was like giving him all these extra stats. So I feel like he shouldn't even be eligible. Honestly, we don't even know what he's really averaging. Yeah, now I now I know what you're talking about. I did see this. But that, that's a great point. Like, if there's even any question, I'm sorry. I don't know if he deserves it. You know it. what I mean? Like, bro, that's cheating. Like, why that, are we, like, clear, why is this clear cut side cheating. eye? Yeah. Like, literally. So I, I've always, I, that, I, yeah, I wanted to talk about that. I meant to mention it last week. I think, like, I, we were talking about something, and I, like, thought about it, and I wanted to bring it up, but we so, were talking about and I forgot so to bring it up. Jaron Jackson Jr. has... Nine five-plus block games this season so far. Yep. It's monstrous. Which is monstrous. But now I'm starting to – I forgot about that. And I I wanted to bring that up. A lot of them are at home. I think, like, all of them are at home or something. Dude, it's crazy. The weirdest thing. Of of the nine, and this is a very, like, you know, just off the top – or kind of off the top I'm guessing. I'm guessing eight. I was going to say, out of the nine, how many are legit? Oh, legit? I probably six or seven. I don't know. Oh, you think so? Like had a lot of blocks. But how man. many people were watching these games and not noticing? Right? Like, how so, do you not notice if someone had five blocks or three blocks? I guess it's. I don't know, man. Is that's she? A, that's a big difference. Is she like just just randomly throwing a block in there, or if like somebody goes up with it and he like you know hits it, but it's not like a shot attempt per se. You know what I mean? Counting that, like you know, yeah, is it just like a know. misread of it? Yeah, I don't. Well, you you'd think you're with all the betting, yeah, fucking sadder. Like you oh, should know what God. you're doing. Yeah, Jamie, you're about to say it. Right, you'd think, especially like this year, now that gambling is at a peak, that a lot of people would have said something or noticed. You know, like man, this guy is just like over under four blocks today. Like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's 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 insane. So, so what happened? She got she got removed out of her job. That's it. That's it. 
We moved on. That's it. That's what I mean. That's my point. I just don't understand wow. like why that's not a thing. Like, um, huh. Question mark. Yeah. Let's hold the refs accountable like that. Yeah, jeez, everybody but the refs, right? <laughs> God. Well, we wouldn't have any refs because those guys miss calls every single day. I saw the Bulls in another <laughs> two-minute uh, thing, too, and I'm like, I, this no, is getting ridiculous. Just it's don't even. just how it goes, man. I don't know why they're not able to do their jobs. One guy that is able to do his job is LeBron James, moves into fourth all-time in assists. And he is 36 points away from Kareem. Um, it's looking like he will do it on trade deadline on trade deadline night on Thursday, February 9th, against the Bucks. Giannis will be in the building, unless he has a crazy night against the Thunder, which isn't far fetched. But I would assume it's probably Thursday. Which means, guys, we will have our bonus episode dropping on Friday and Saturday. What's up? So, a lot of a lot of bonus episodes this week, Jamie. You ready for those? Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready All to right. talk some Lakers, man. It's been a minute. Get this right. Man, I'm Jamie ready to talk some LeBron James. Positivity, positivity of the Lakers, I should say. Until they lose the game, and then that clouds over the game, and yeah, you know, whatever. We won't worry about that. <laughs> we'll worry about that when it gets to you. Um, but no, it's going to be a pretty cool moment. But let's talk about some notable games from the past week, guys. Uh, we had the Wizards and the Spurs. Um, the Wizards got their first win in San Antonio since 1999. Um, that, that's obnoxious. That's 24 years or 23 years of just straight L's in Popovich's day. I think that's probably when, yeah, I mean, that's that's just wild. Not a one. Huh. Not a one. So, um, then we had the Cavs and the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies take a 15 point loss. Um, but really, Jamie, my ma- we just talked about Dylan Brooks and how annoying he is, <laughs> and he just punches uh, Donovan Mitchell right in the nuts. Shout out to the staff for, for the Grizzlies because I think Don- Donovan Mitchell is about to rock them, dude. And if he doesn't get uh, Dylan Brooks out of there, Donovan Mitchell is probably facing a suspension. He wanted all the smoke, no doubt about it. I think he, I think he is right. Isn't I feel like one game yeah. or no? No, no, he just got fined. Dylan oh, Brooks right. got suspended right. one game. Yeah, um, that's it. I think this is a big moment for the Cavs season. This was kind of finally the moment where someone on the someone on the Cavs said, "We're not fucking taking this shit no more." Um, they've been Darius has been getting hit in the face all season. Uh, they've been labeled as soft, and this kind of felt like the moment where their leader put their foot on the court and said, like, we're not taking that shit no more. Respect. <laughs> yeah, and you played really good after that happened. Like, it was just, a, like, one of those things that happened in the right way for the Cavs. And I, I said it last week, the Cavs, they needed to get some scoring off their bench, and that game, you got it. And, I mean, they... That's probably their best win of the year so far. Donovan Mitchell is about to get knocked out. That's my take. <laughs> they are, no, I'm sorry. No, Dylan whoa, Brooks whoa, is about yeah. to get knocked out. Dylan Brooks so, is about to get knocked out. Is that not the like the worst possible thing you could do on a basketball court? Yeah, remember 
don't forget, this is what Draymond Green did to LeBron, and people didn't know if we should suspend him because, oh, my God, it's in the finals. Bro, we hit him in the nuts. Like, what do you mean? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's clear as day. And this one felt more, I don't know if you want to say egregious or just, like, obvious. Because, I mean, it's just a straight... Bring it back, like dude. arm everything. Like I see you right there. I'm gonna clock you in the boys, and I mean it's just the literally the most scumbag thing you could do, which just adds to the fuel and the fire of the hate I have towards Dylan Brooks as not only a basketball player, as a human being. You ugly bitch. So. <laughs> Yo, I hate that dude, man. I don't. I just hate him. I don't. I apologize for using the B word, but oh, that was uh, you heard that it was here good. first, folks. <laughs> you spread, ugly. spread the word on this podcast. Dylan Brooks needs to see this. Yeah, we need to see if Dylan Brooks will come on next week. Well, we don't need to, we don't need him to hear it, but you know. <laughs> boy is an NBA player. I don't, well, at least I don't we want that like go viral, boy. Yeah. yeah. When um, we when we post it, we will post Jamie's address and contact information <laughs> in case it, any Dylan Brooks fans or Dylan Brooks himself has any. Oh man, anything but, to say about that. But moving on, we got uh, we have what I don't know what's going on with all these little altercations, but we have the whole mobile weird to me. Wait. So you guys obviously saw this, right? Right. In the seven-point game, the Magic uh, beat the team was uh, Friday night. We had Austin Rivers was running down to the corner. And now, uh, to me, Austin Rivers knows what he's doing. What do you you mean? I'm guessing Mo Bamba, he ran to that corner knowing, like, he was going to that corner and not to the corner on the left because he knew their bench was there, right? Like, there was obviously words going on before this incident, in my opinion. Okay. Runs to that corner, says something, the bench says something, and it like something was said before that. I don't think it happened right there, but that was where, like, Austin Rivers, I mean, Austin Rivers going after Mo Bamba, like, ooh, you got some balls, my guy. Well, I heard in the uh, post-game interview with, Austin Rivers that he doesn't even really know Mom, Mo Bamba like they're not tight like that they whatever and from Austin Rivers perspective and obviously he's probably going to say this regardless um, he had taken a three missed it and Mo Bamba was chirping and nobody else was and he ran back down and then the next play all of a sudden hell broke loose and I don't really know it had to be premeditated, but I mean, and then Jalen Suggs comes in and grabs Rivers by the neck. It's just a weird, like Suggs out, also of, out of pocket oh, yeah. situation. I don't understand. Dude, I, here's like, what? What's Austin Rivers doing? Hey, what are both of them doing? Like, what do you guys? Well, first of all, one's on the bench chirping. The other, Austin Rivers. If I, I don't, I think his relevant relevancy in the NBA is coming to a close pretty soon here, if it's not already, but. The the other thing that Austin Rivers said it was like, oh, I think uh, I don't like you said, Jamie. I don't even know Mo Bamba. I just I just know they made a song about him. Like then, oh what, yep, yep, that yep. was the other thing you said. Oh yeah, Orlando's like my city. I live here. That like you ask around, they know me. They love dude, me. Yeah, like, what's good with that, bro? What, dude? Orlando is Austin Rivers' city. Come again? I I live here. Like bro, 
I didn't. No one knew because that. of his high school. Like, I, bro, he wasn't better than John Wall in high school. Like, yeah, his high school film is nice, but like John Wall was way more like, wow, like you know what I mean? I, like, it's that's it. to me, this is just wild. It's, this whole this is weird. Is yeah. I mean, Austin Rivers yeah, just had a very weird averaging. career. He's barely averaging a half a game, so it's just three and a half points. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we see Austin Rivers on a podcast on ESPN very soon, somewhere, talking uh, something. His dad's coaching staff. Yeah. Well, I doubt that. Maybe. <laughs> um, I don't know. Is it are the altercations lately good for the NBA? I feel like we have one of these a week now. It's, it's ridiculous. I don't mind it. I mean, yeah, everybody's I always either. calling the NBA soft, so I mean, I don't mind it. I just some of them are just. Does this like make said, it like out of pocket, bro? I mean, I don't think an altercation here and there makes makes no. it unsoft. I don't think it was soft in the beginning or to begin with. Softer than the nineties, the eighties, well, obviously. Yeah, yeah, in the nineties, this is nothing. They punch each other, they get teed up and we just keep playing. Like they don't even get ejected. Like you know what I mean? Like people don't understand, like it was so unfiltered in the nineties. Like they were just doing things you just can't do today. Like you imagine like if Bill Lambeer tried to fight someone today, Bill Lambeer would probably it wouldn't be good. That's what I would say. Probably be in a holding cell for their old night or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I th- I'm with you. I think it's good in the spirit of like keep the like a little bit of the fire going, or a little bit of the fire going like between teams and ri- I don't want to say rivals, but because um, often when they talk about the brotherhood and it's like everybody's buddy buddy with each other, but I I like having a little like no I don't like this guy we don't like each other type of deal. I don't know if Mo Bamba and Austin Rivers got to go like throw fists at each other, but like. Yeah, I don't know. I think a little, a little bit of that is good. Yeah, it's just oh, it's not like too distracting or anything. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, that's. I mean, as long as as long as the players stay on the court and don't end up in the stands. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's good. Hopefully, it creates creates a little more friction in the league. We need this needs to happen between superstars, though. The issue is all the super all the superstars want to be like so. You know, there's the rivalries. I don't know. It's fun. If this can develop into rivalries, I think it needs to happen from stars and not between. Uh, I mean, Mo Bamba, he probably stays around in the league just because he's like a center, but Austin Rivers will be out of the league soon, and neither one will probably be relevant. So it is what it is. Guys, we have the uh, Bucks and the Clippers, big game, and Giannis. Giannis went crazy. 54 and 19. The Bucks are rolling. Um, and that's against a good Clippers team, and I believe that was in L.A. Uh, and wow, um, I don't know. I just I don't know how to go what to say with Giannis. Jamie, I think you have a take on this, so I'll let you take the floor here. Yeah, I was watching the first quarter, and I mean, when I say Giannis looked bad, he looked bad. He started out like 0-6, like three turnovers. And then I don't. He might have had like two or three points, two or four points in the first quarter. So I, I'm like, all right. It was like ten thirty, ten forty five. Right. I'm gonna go. I'm going to bed. It's just it ain't his night. I wake up, look at my phone. He's got fifty four and ninety. I'm like, what in the hell? Like they got down early and he just absolutely took over. He's just 
man man amongst boys at that point. It literally looked like that, as it tends to do in Giannis' plays. That's pretty much the only take I got. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch it. I just kind of was keeping uh, tabs on uh, my phone, just getting updates. But this, I think, not, and I said it before we started recording, but not that he was ever like quite out of the MVP race, but I think this dude is like definitely working his way back into like, you know, be a strong candidate, I would think, especially if they keep rolling. If they're, if they are to threaten um, Boston at number one, if they keep climbing that way, I know that's tough, but I would think you have to, you'd have to be a strong consideration at that point. Yeah, he's been, um, I mean, it's just, He's, I think he's third, right? I think I think uh, Jokic and Embiid have really separated themselves from the pack. I, I feel pretty confident one of them are going to win, one of them are going to be second. Um, I just think Kevin Durant, I think he's just kind of out of it because I don't know if he's going to be able to do this without Kyrie, um, Tatum. I, I don't know about you guys, but something's just like, it just feels like the Boston Celtics should be walking away, and they're just not. They're not walking away from the Nuggets. And to me, I think the Boston Celtics should. I, there's something just not right. They're, they were hitting this crazy stride at this time of the year. Last time, they remember, they were like 17 and 19 or something, and then they went on this crazy stretch where they ended up being like the two-seed or something. Um, and they're just not there. So I think I think Giannis is in a pretty good spot to be third. I just don't know. He would have to do something pretty crazy to win MVP, in my opinion. Giannis would have to, you'd say? Yeah, he would have to do something pretty crazy to close out the rest of this year to win MVP. I mean, if they end up number one in the East. Yeah, that could be it, and that could be it. I, I don't expect them it. to be there, but I, I, yeah, if he won the East, I would be shocked. But yeah, listen, they've been healthy. Like Drew Holiday's yeah, right. playing yeah. well. Um, Middleton's back, and uh, the lefty, he's Joe actually Ingles. been playing well. Joe Ingles, sneaky little offseason pickup. Yeah, he just knows how to play the game, and wow. the honest benefits from it. He's a good playmaker. Um, he's a pest, so I think it's a really good pickup for them. But yeah, I mean they've they're on a. They're hot. They're the hottest team in the league probably right now, other than the Sixers. Yeah, Sixers. What 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 have the Sixers been? I think they're nine and one in the last ten. I know. Did I see like eighteen out of their la- eighteen out of their last twenty? Is that crazy? No, no, it's accurate. Yeah, that's that's a, that's, a, that's a tear. They're good. Philly is. I'm. I Philly is legit. Like Philly is NBA Finals good. And I just something's just not right with the Celtics. Or I, I don't know what it is. Like I, I think the Celtics are fine. Maybe I'm just I don't know. Something something's not right. Robert Williams hasn't been nearly as good as I expected him to be. Um, I mean, they've had a few injury injuries uh, here and there lately, and I think they're kind of just coasting right now until they get to the All Star break. You know what's a weird award to talk about right now? It's six man of the year. Like, who the heck wins six man of the year? Like, do we just give it to Russ? Like, there's no standout. Like, maybe it's – I think it's probably Malcolm Brogdon, I guess. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's just, like, that's a very weird – I don't know if you guys thought about that. 
About how there's no other six man. There's like no six man of the year to give the award to. Dude, Russ is like good, but like, man, he like he's still pretty bad. Like he still can't shoot, and he still turns it over like quite a bit. I don't. I, I there's not even. I mean, Jordan Poole, Christian Woods are the only other names that come to mind, but I think they've both been like starting. Uh, well, is Christian Wood like a starter? That has been. <laughs> I'm sorry. They, they haven't they both been, been ass. ass. They haven't been ass, but they're just like they're mid, right? They're very mid. It's mid, just like okay. there's not a Jamal Crawford, there's not a Lou Williams, like there's not a Jordan Clarkson because Jordan Clarkson's starting. Just yeah. weird. All right, and then the last game I wanted to mention was the game yesterday: the Clippers and the Knicks. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. It just feels like the Knicks always come out on the wrong side of these. Really close, big-time games. Uh, they played the Nets last week. They lost to the Nets. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that game. but I don't know. It's just like the Knicks just don't win these big games, but they play well against the bad teams. And ultimately, I think that's why their ceiling's just not as high. I just don't think they're good against the bad teams. That's, what, that's my takeaway from the Knicks the last couple of weeks. Do you guys have any takeaways on the Knicks? Well, watching the, I don't know if you guys remember the um, Laker and um, Knicks game. Probably uh, was it earlier in the week or late last week. Brunson was just tearing them apart. He's and then so good. he is so good. The final possession, they go to Julius Randle for the. Oh, I did see this. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. just like just little things like that. It's like why would you not give the ball to Brunson? He gets where he wants anytime he's. Any time, like anywhere he wants right now, why would you not go to him? And I think just little things like that maybe separate them from like the the really good teams because they have been playing well. They're in just about every game. It just seems like there's little tweaks here and there that they could work on. I don't know if that's a I don't know if that's a tip thing or or just I don't know. And I know it's not we, a tip guy. Go ahead, Mike. We might talk about, um, you know, some players that have been linked to the Knicks here shortly, but they're a team that, to me, they're in they're in kind of a no-man's land where they're not a contender, but, like, they're a decent enough team to, like, make a playoff push. So, Are they I, decent enough to buy a big piece at the deadline? I don't think it's out of the question. Okay. I, re- I really don't. I mean, I, they have some, you know, Tibbs does preach defense. Um, they have some like I don't mind quitting Grimes. I don't mind quickly. Um, I don't know what Obi Toppin is doing for them. Um, so I think like they if they can for the right uh, price and if the fit makes sense, if they go get like a good player, a big piece, um, yeah, I, I mean I could see them kind of rolling with that, even if it's not this year per se, just to build this year and, and work for something next year too, but. Like I said, I don't think it's out of the question. Jamie, do you think the Knicks go and buy an OG and an OB, which might cost three firsts? Or do they go buy Pascal Siakam? What are your thoughts? Um, right now, I would say that the Knicks this year um, definitely are like a, a better landing spot for guys around the league. Like if you were to look at the league, or the Knicks right now, you'd say, all right, I wouldn't mind going. You know what I mean? Like, they, this year seems like the Knicks have a little something going on. And if 
I wouldn't be opposed to them going to get Ananobi because they're all young and they could build something there. Um, I don't know what Pascal would bring them because you got Julius Randle there. I yeah. feel like him and Siakam would kind of get in each other's way. I mean, maybe you want a little veteran leadership from uh, Pascal, but is he that type of leader? I'm, I'd am i rather, if I'm them, I'm going for Ananobi. Is Ananobi big enough for New York City, though, right? Like, are, is New York City, because obviously the Brunson thing, I think, kind of got laughed at, right? Because the Knicks, like, very much put themselves, like the Lakers, attached to every big star. Um you know, they haven't really made the big trade since Carmelo. Obviously, it didn't go well for them. They haven't done it since they tried to build to the draft. And now, you know, it's taken a long time for this team to really put it together. But now they're sitting in a nice little spot where you have, like, RJ. I don't think these pieces fit. And I think they need to go get this alpha. And I don't know. Like, I know the alpha never comes at the perfect time and whatever. But it, you're, you're New York City. It's MSG. Is it that hard to get the best players in the world to MSG? Clearly it is because no one wants to go there. But then if no one wants to go there, isn't it just like this huge overrated thing? Like, it's one or the other. Like, it's either it's not that hard to get a star here or this place is overrated. I don't know. I feel also, sorry, I think I just blew my nose and forgot to shut the mic off. But uh, I thought I hit it. Anyway, um, what, it's also like, what do they need? And I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if you guys have a thought on that, but that's just what do yeah. they need. What do they need, or just better, like better, like like somebody better? That's the issue too. Is like their role players have been playing well. Um, Quentin Grimes been really good. He's been really good. Not talked about nearly enough around the league. So that that would be my only other thing about the Knicks is uh, find out what you need and. I don't want to say it's a now or never, but I don't know. Is it the off season? Do they have targets that they think they can get? I don't know. Jamie, what do you think? Has Mitchell Robinson been playing, or has he been hurt? He got hurt again. Yeah, he's out. Okay, yeah, that's what that's what, that's what sucks because he they need a center like that to yeah. Play when Mitchell Robinson was playing, they were up to like fifth in the East, like or sixth in the East. Sorry, they were hooping. They're playing at a high level. That's what they to need. Me, to me, what they need is a guy like Quentin Grimes, who they have, but better than Quentin Grimes. Like a 3 and D guy who is a locked, like lockdown defender and can stroke it. I don't think um, this Quentin Grimes is that great of a shooter. Or, sorry, great of a defender where you want to, you can play him um, late in games. I don't know. To me, Matisse, that's what they would need. Matisse Seibel, tickle your fancy. No, he's a great defender, but he's not. A, I'd rather have Quinton Graham shooting than Thibel. Thibel. Yeah. I think Matisse Thibel is an interesting name at the deadline. It, it, he always is, and then for some reason, it always feels like he ends up staying in Philly. Maybe this is the year he finally goes. Um, I believe Chris Haynes said something with him in Sacramento. That would be crazy interesting, in my opinion. Crazy. They also have, and I don't want to, you know, I'm going to pound, pound the next here, but, like, they also have Evan Fournier. Like, is he doing much for anybody? No. It's a horrible contract. Uh, like, and, and nobody's going to pick it up, right? Um, The only way they pick it up, they'll use him as a, 
they'll, well, if they trade him, they're going to have to probably trade like a first round pick with him. So it's part of the package, right? If you trade Fournier, you probably have to trade a first round pick with him. And that's what stinks. Yeah. Fournier, Fournier in a first for Ananobi? I think it takes like. Okay, probably we're two. gonna get we're gonna get into this here. In a yeah. Second. Yeah. Um, all right, let's roll through the injuries real quick that have happened this week. Uh, Mike, just a quick reaction to the Lonzo Ball update. Sad news. Um, he doesn't know why they're still paying there. The doctors don't, and it's kind of like hitting a crossroads where, yeah, you probably saw it coming, but now we're here. Yeah, and I, I have been kind of following it pretty consistently. Of course, there's you get updates every couple of weeks or something, but it's not really an update. I think everyone's just pretty defeated, Lonzo uh, included, uh, the Bulls organization, like any fan of Lonzo's and basketball too. But it's just been like this progressive, like, uh, you know, if we see him walking on a treadmill, like that's like positive. And it's like, man, he should really be past this point. Or like if he's jumping, like, oh, people are like, okay, he's jumping. And just seems to really gain no traction. And it sucks. Um I don't know. At this point, even if there is a glimmer of hope for him to play a couple games, I think you just shut him down. And I don't see the point in him even trying for this year, especially where the Bulls are at this season. So, I don't know. Super unfortunate, man. Bulls, point guards, and injuries have just been a thing for the last, I don't know, 10 years or more. So, it's rough. Uh but it's also like not really new news to me. Like I kind of expected this at this point in time. So it is what it is. That's that's kind of where I land on it. Yeah, highly unfortunate. Don't think we will see Lonzo this year if there's still pain and we're around the All Star break. Big injury last night was Steph Curry. Uh, X rays came back negative. Um, we're still waiting news on what the timetable will look like. Obviously, super frustrating injury. Um, if he goes out for a couple of weeks, guys, I don't think the Warriors are going to go on this run that we've been waiting on. And I think that's going to make them even more confusing for the playoffs. Do you guys have any quick takes there on Curry's injury? I, I didn't see it. Uh, I, mean, I believe it's, it's his knee, right, Jamie? I, I, no, his knee? It, it, I think it's his shin. Shin. Okay. I think, like, he got hit uh, two nights ago or maybe last, yeah, two nights ago on a three. Um, in kind of like the same spot. Um, I think, honestly, I hate to play uh, doctor in an armchair here, but I think it's just going to end up being like a contusion to like his shin. I don't think it's anything that serious. But he was limping pretty good last night. So, I mean, we'll wait and see. Hopefully he's not out more than a week, like you said, Steve, because they got to start turning it up here. I. I'm also not to jump back to Kyrie, but I, I'm just seeing this that the Spurs have players who the Nets would value in a multi-team trade involving Kyrie. Yep, Jakob Portal, Josh Richardson. Yeah, that's that's it. There's there's no way Brooklyn is crazy enough. I mean, I know Brooklyn's pretty crazy. There's no way they're crazy enough to put um, Russell Westbrook back together with <laughs> KD. But there that would be no the most <laughs> that would be the most NBA thing ever. No, dude, no. If Brooklyn does that, dude, Brooklyn might as well just hang it up. And, I don't know. But you yeah, imagine, Jamie? I'm I'm kind of with you. Just what I heard or saw. I mean, especially your shin's so sensitive that maybe he did just get banged there real quick and just got to shake it off for the next couple of days. All right. I mean, 
quick oh, quick little oh. Kyrie thing. You want to you want to fix his issues? Send him send him with Pop. It'll get changed real quick. Oh, yeah. no, Kyrie would never show up to a fucking day of practice. But <laughs> no, come on, no. Pop would show up at his apartment, dude. With yeah, a I belt in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I, 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 sorry, fellas. Yeah. I don't know. Um. And then the last injury, uh, Jurkic is out until after the All-Star break with a calf injury. Big Blazers news. Um, teams that are hot, we've talked about the Bucks. They're back up to second in the East. They've won seven straight, hottest team in the NBA. Um, we've kind of already talked about them. The Suns, the Suns. Devin Booker was supposed to be back this week. I don't believe he came back, though. They've won eight out of their last ten, back up to fifth in the West. Um on the downside, we have the Pacers two and eight out of their last ten. Pretty much when since Halliburton's gone down, um, it was a fun story, fellas. It was, yeah. It's was time for them say. to head down to blow the play in, let the uh, Bulls get their way into the play in, and uh, yeah, have fun in the lottery. Kind of what we expected for them, but that just shows you the the true meaning of Tyrese Halliburton to this team. That. Miles Turner contract looks good, but now Miles Turner, you just signed up for not winning, so enjoy that. Um, and then the Pelicans. Well, Jamie, I'm sorry, you kind of called this. You said you were worried about the Pelicans. Said it's hard to lose 11 games in a row, and the Pelicans snapped the 10 game losing streak over the Lakers. And I don't, Jamie, I'm, I don't know, man. I, the Lakers up and downs, man. <laughs> That's too bumpy of a road for me. I, I get mad at watching the Cavs, but like it's nothing like watching those damn Lakers. Yeah, and this is exactly why they're. Yeah, you guys laughing at my pain is just. I'm sorry, dude, it's but, so bad. I try to get on it. I try to hype them up, and then we we're one game away from having a really good week. We're one game away from. Being like one game under 500, and every time they get one game under 500, man, it's it's over with. Well, this is why they're in the Kyrie sweepstakes because they can't put oh weeks together, and it's just it's I mean absolutely frustrating. But I mean, yeah, I told you the Pelicans scared me because it's almost harder losing uh, 11 games straight than not losing 11 games straight. You know what I mean? Like losing 11 games straight in the NBA is really hard to do. So I was a little worried last night, but I mean, AD looked fine. Uh, LeBron looked fine. Everything was fine and just not bad enough. Like it's been. Shout out Ingram too. Seems like he's all the way back. Yeah. 12 to 22 last night to get 36 or seven or something like that. He, uh, Hit a couple late shots to ice it. He looked good last night. Oh, the uh, the Lakers woes. Yeah, they continue. Steve's probably on mute. I think it looks like it. But so are you? Oh, shoot, how long have I been on mute for? Just a minute. Yeah, just until Jamie finishes thing. Go ahead, Mike. No, no, I was just waiting. Oh, my bad. Um, but yeah, do you guys have any any other like comments here on these on these these streaky teams, whether it's good or it's bad? The Grizzlies probably should be on here. Boy, have they been bad. Yeah, I, I I'll ask you, Steve. I think we've, we're going to probably keep mentioning it every week, and I think you mentioned it last week. But are you worried about the Grizzlies yet? 
Yeah. Like, if the Grizzlies don't do anything, <laughs> they can't. They, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I say that, but, like, there's still no one in the West. I, I, I still have stock in the Grizzlies. I'd say that. I didn't. I haven't yeah. sold it all. Well, we've yeah. been talking about it all year, how close-knit the West is. So, I mean, you can lose 10 straight and still be what? They're still the two-seed in the West, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's still... ridiculous. Yeah. It's... So, like, thankfully, thankfully, right, that the West is so close, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I still think they can do it. I, I would love to see them get an- OG and an OB. Like, I think every we'd love to see it. We want to see OG out of Toronto if you're an NBA fan. It's going to make the West pretty crazy because that seems like where he would go unless he went to the Knicks. Um, but yeah, we'll get into the trade. Let's do let's do some of this trade stuff, guys. Let's just t- open it up. Let's talk about the rumors that are swirling. We have the trade deadline this week. Uh, let's talk about names that we've been hearing. Let's talk about the hottest name, the one we've already mentioned a couple of times, OG Ananobi. It sounds like the Pelicans don't want the Grizzlies to get OG, and it sounds like the Grizzlies don't want the Pelicans to get OG. And then there's just the Knicks with all these picks sitting in the background. Jamie, what like what do you want to see for OG? Do you want to see him traded? Do you want to see him? Where do you want to see him? Like what what do you hope happens with him? Um, for him, I think his best the best place for him to go right now would be the Grizzlies because they need, they need something. They need a pick me up. They need, I think he makes them um, a championship caliber team because they're not too far off right now. Yeah. They're on a slump, but he brings, he brings something to them. He increase increases their defensive um, just prowess. He's, I mean, he's one of the best defensive on-ball defenders in the league, and with the Grizzlies already having a good defensive team, that huh. that would be great for him, I think. OG and Anobi and Jaron Jackson Jr. in the same starting lineup would be goofy. Mike, what are your hopes for OG and Anobi? Uh, definitely to get traded here by the deadline. And honestly, between the Knicks, Pelicans, and Grizzlies, I don't mind him going either of these and i would like to see any of them now i'm with jamie for especially for the sake of like competitiveness and for the grizzlies to take the next step forward um you know him going to memphis would be would be great i'm wondering if the man of the hour dylan brooks gets shipped out of there in that deal but um i i think there's a and I, i was talking to you about this steve i think there's a definite uh bidding war going on between the Pelicans and the Grizzlies for OG. And I think you said it, Steve, is, and obviously they both want him, but it's also the caveat of they don't want the other team to get him because <clears throat> that whoever does get him clearly is just going to be a, a step above the other team. Are so, we? Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, so I would, I would like to Grizzlies. I, you know, I'd like to see that, but if you went to the Pelicans, man, this, that changes their team a lot too. And it, it's even, even the Knicks, like I, I just think he adds such a, two-way dynamic that um, just makes either of these, any of these teams like that much more fun and more uh, competitive in their respective uh, conferences. Yeah. And I've had OG in fantasy. He's actually been pretty good when he's played too. So are we worried that OG Ananobi with the Grizzlies or the Pelicans is going to be, or is going to feel like he's in a similar spot than where he is in Toronto, where he's kind of the fourth guy. Because I think he wants traded because he wants a bigger role on offense. Um, I just worry that if he goes to the Pelicans or the Grizzlies, he's kind of in the same boat. I hope he goes there. I think it would make one of them a lot better. 
makes the Western Conference playoffs that much better. I think I like them with the Knicks. I think this is big enough for the Knicks. Um, I think you can trade them for just like three first straight plus um, Fournier's contract or something like that. And uh, maybe they want younger players. Like if you have to give up RJ or like, I will, I don't know that I would give up RJ. I'd probably be like giving up Quentin Grimes in a first or something, but Hopefully you don't have to. Hopefully you can just give up the picks with Fournier. And I think this would be a great move for the Knicks because I think they would still have plenty in the cabinet to make their superstar move this summer if they want to. But I also think the Knicks are watching Zach Levine. And that's another guy, Mike. You probably have more insight than anyone here. Um, anything on Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan? I think DeMar DeRozan's a lock to stay. I think it's Zach Levine that would move if anyone moved. Anyone where to go? Yeah, I think uh, what I've gathered from a lot of Bulls media and following Bulls uh, social media and, you know, they're kind of what their front office has said is that the Bulls are going to try and be active in the trade, uh, you know, in the trade markets by the deadline. But their motive is to kind of, from what I gather, is to keep kind of the foundation there and to try and still win now rather than blow it all up, which... Take your pick. You like it, you love it, or you hate it. But I, I don't know what the right answer is. I'm sure everybody has a different opinion. But that's just kind of what I've gathered. And I know everybody's kind of hot on Levine and thinking they can snag him. But it sounds like the Bulls are still wanting to hold on to him. Um, but that being said, for the right deal, they you know for the right deal, you almost have to take advantage of it. You know, everybody's everybody can be obtainable for the right price. So. Um, that's kind of my take and what I've heard as far as Zach Levine and the Bulls. Quick question, Mike. Mm-hmm. What is up with Patrick Williams? He's playing well, right? He is. Yes. Patrick Williams is playing really well, which like, I no, think is no super intense forward. Yeah. Like, like to where I, to where I even noticed, yeah. uh, I, I checked him out the last couple of times, uh, last couple of weeks and he's, he's been playing a lot better. He just looks a lot more active. I think that's an interesting development for the Chicago Bulls. And I think that they think if they can get, like, Kyrie Irving, like, do you think he's on the Bulls' radar at all? Like, I I think it's far-fetched, but I think there's a situation where I think that could make sense. You guys give them, like, Colby White. You guys give up. You might have to give up Vooch. I don't know. Vooch, to me, if he's to go, fine. I think we should play more through Vooch. I, but like that's just not going to happen with uh, Levine and DeRozan. It's just not. I think that's the issue with the Bulls' problem on Kyrie is uh, money. I just think it's hard to get matched. Yeah, I, I mean they said I, you know, I saw a post that said that the Bulls I forget the exact wording, but but the Bulls could be interested in Kyrie, which tells me they're not like fully interested. They might poke around because they, I mean, they still need like a. a a solid point guard. They're obviously missing Lonzo. Desumu uh, has been nice, um, but he's probably more of like your your one of your first two off the bench. Um, Dragic is there, but you know Dragic again is just eh. this is a pivotal point in Bulls time with Zach Levine because if you keep him and he doesn't live up to the contract, it's going to be brutal because I believe he is on like very close to a supermax. Um, yeah. That has, that pushes me to you, Jamie. 
Do you think Zach Levine makes sense for the Lakers, and are you giving up the two unprotected firsts for the Lakers? Was Zach Levine on this five-year max, close to super max deal? Call me crazy, but I'd rather give two firsts to get Zach Levine than give two firsts to get Kyrie Irving. That's just me. I think Levine brings um, a little bit of a different dynamic than Kyrie. He's more. He's a better, I think, three-point shooter, which the Lakers obviously need. Um, so yeah, I would. I would most definitely give up the two first to get Levine. But I. That that trade's interesting. That would be a very interesting trade. I don't. That's what I don't think we see happen. It, like Mike said, I really think the Bulls are kind of just. I, I guess they're going to commit to this team. I don't necessarily think it's the. I don't know. I don't know. I have no clue what to do. This Lonzo news changes so much. Like you have to assume, like you're probably never getting Lonzo ever again, and that money stays on the books because he's hurt. It's not like he's retired. I think the worst thing the worst thing that happened to the Bulls was last year playing as good as they did, getting into that one seed at one point. Oh, man. With them thinking, all right, we got something here. We got something here. So now in the back of their heads, they're like, all right, we did it before. Why can't we Why can't yeah. we climb back up? Why can't we climb back up? And I just I, well, think the ceiling is just only so high with them with the current roster. And I think that's part of the issue, and I think that's what sucks because – they're like, man, we're only a year into this. Like we were, <laughs> like we were supposed to take this huge step, and now they're being like held at gunpoint, almost not necessarily, but like, well, Zach Levine might be a bad contract. His, his attitude, uh, Demar Derozan's thirty-five years old. Zach Bu- or uh, Vucevic, he's a he's a free agent. So like, there's just so much going on, and it's just like chaos, and it's like. You don't want to give up on the thing that you just built that was just the one seed when Lonzo was playing. The only thing that's missing is Lonzo. But now we don't know if Lonzo's ever playing again. <laughs> I don't know, Mike. I uh, I just it's that's my issue with yeah. the Bulls. It's just like it's hard to keep up with, and I don't know what you do because like you did just put this team together. You were just the one seed. Yeah, I I don't know. That's. I, the win now thing can't happen for them. I, if that's truly like they think, I mean, they it, they might the not right, be able to win this year, but next year they could. Like, there's that too far fetched. If that's too far fetched, you trade Zach Levine. That for those Lakers first, then you do. I I'm like no on the trade Levine, but that's like bias and probably stubbornness on my part. Like again, for the right price, it's you know it's definitely a feasible move. I would like to see what you since we don't use Vooch the way like probably we should. That to me seems like the piece to to move Vooch. But I, I agree in what you're saying. If it's between Demar and it's between Levine, you trade Levine. However, one of those guys did make an All Star and the other did not. So I don't know. Uh, Oh man, I'm on the I, opposite of that though. Just because of age, like strictly. No, no, like, I mean, DeRozan you're, you're is right. just only so. Like, yeah, he's great. I love watching him play. I think he's a superstar. But he's only getting older and older. And Levine is at like the peak of his. He's at his prime right now. 
But he doesn't I mean, look good, though. That's the yeah. issue. Like, well, that he does at times. Like he, did last, yeah, he did last night. Just yeah. inconsistent. He does it once every five nights. Like, bro, the thing is, is like, yeah, it's cool for him to do it one every five nights. But if this guy did this every single night, we're not talking about the Bulls as a ninth seed. We're talking about this Bulls team as a sixth seed. Like, that's the difference. Like, this guy doesn't show up. The guy that does show up is DeMar DeRozan. He's the guy that changed the culture. Yes, he's older, but, like, I think you let DeMar DeRozan retire. It, like, you know, and I just think you sell those picks and, like, the Bulls just go to, like, a retooling. Because if Lonzo Ball makes $20 million a year and he cannot play basketball, It's unfortunate for the Chicago Bulls. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm well, maybe sorry. maybe Levine once DeRozan's out of there, maybe he it's his now. Maybe he takes that and runs with it. I I don't know. To be I continued. think that's I think that's why Levine is taking a step back because I feel like he thinks that it is Demar Derozan's city. So like he kind of is like taking that step back and he does not like it. And I think he that's been the issue with him this year. He ain't wrong. Yeah, yeah, and I think he doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. That's it's uh, you could rake your brain on it all day. What do we think? So we're talking about trade teams. We're talking about players. What do we think about the Utah Jazz? Um, they're they're in a very interesting market now. This is where Danny Ainge is very good. Danny Ainge is very good at getting the biggest bang for his buck. The trade season looks like it's a seller's market. There's not a lot of sellers. A lot of teams are trying to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. The Pistons are saying. We're not trading Boyan Bogdanovich unless we get like this very luxurious first round pick, which doesn't seem like it's going to be on the table, but they're holding to that. That makes this market for Danny Ainge to come in and sell. Guys, I'm talking about Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, Jordan Clarkson potentially. What are we expecting Utah to kind of go forth this year, like as a little play in team, or are they going to go in the other direction? And add a couple more picks to their uh, their their package here, Jamie. I'll go. I'll start with you here. I I would uh, sell the farm with the chickens included. Um, the chickens are we called? Don't say Larry Bird is the goddamn chicken, Jamie. I wasn't, but I'm glad you went there. Um, oh uh, my also, god, Jamie just also, stole the story. Also, <laughs> uh, Larry. No, not Lowry, not Lowry. Oh, Everybody okay. but Lowry. But oh, okay. um, also just got a text. Uh, Curry's out multiple weeks with a left leg injury, so that's why I'm not a doctor. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would, especially right now. You get rid of Malik Beasley because, I mean, he's a high volume three point shooter. He can get buckets on the move, spotting up. He's a good defender. I would sell Malik Beasley for sure right now because I don't know if. This is probably the best he's played in his career, so right now is the time to get yeah. rid of him. Yeah. Um, if you so yeah, get I a would... first-round pick for Michael or uh, Michael Beasley, my goodness, <laughs> Malik Beasley, you absolutely take it. And I think, that's, I think that's on the table for someone, for the Cavs, yeah. for the Nets, for someone. Keep going, Jay. No, that's, I mean, pretty much it. Uh, Vanderbilt? Clarkson, I'd get rid of Clarkson. I'd get rid of Vanderbilt. I mean, now, Philly's given you at least a first with Vanderbilt. If I think they're able to give you some sort of protected first. Even um, Olenek has been um, – is, wait, Olenek? Is yeah, he on Olenek's yeah. been, He's been on the, to the heat. Correct. So I believe. They got, a lot of, they got a lot of options. They already have a lot of draft picks. 
to me, they've overperformed this year, and they need to build toward the future, continue to build toward the future, I should say. Mike? Yeah. If they're thinking for the future, I'm, I'm with you. they got to trade them all. I just don't know. I don't know if they will. I don't know. Utah is a very perplexing scenario to me, but I think you, whoever, I forget, I guess it's Jamie who just said it, but this, if you're selling high in Malik Beasley, like now's the time to do it. Um, and there is, and there's definitely teams out there that are going to be interested. So um, I just haven't heard them linked in many rumors yet. Have you guys? Yes. Oh yeah. Have you? Heard See, Philly. I, I've heard Philly with Vanderbilt. I've heard the Cavs. I've heard the Nets. I've heard okay. the Hawks. I've heard the yeah. D was the unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's my take, I guess. I think um I Utah, this is the thing. I think they have two really good starters in the NBA. They have Lowry Market and they have Walker Kessler. I don't know if you guys have been watching Walker Kessler. That guy's a stud. Like that mm-hmm. is an NBA center in the NBA for the next ten, twelve years. Right. Yep. If you're telling me I can get a lottery pick this year, I think they could probably get into like the top ten. I think they can get a couple of other protected picks for the future. I think what would be really nice is if they took on Russell Westbrook and then they traded Malik Beasley. You know what I mean? Like if you take on Russell, you trade Malik Beasley and you trade Jared Vanderbilt and you take those Lakers picks. That would be the best case scenario. But if you know what I mean, if they're only getting yeah, absolutely. I think that would make the most sense. But I think they sell. Like, listen, Danny Ainge knows. Like, you know, to to I think to a lot of executives, it's not about like a human being. Like, it's about an asset thing. Like, if you have an asset and you can make, you know, more on the dollar than what you got the dollar for. You take it and you move forward. Like it's always going to work out that way, and that's kind of how Danny worked in Boston, and it looks like that's how he's going to start working in Utah, as he already made those two big trades in which he got a, a lot for. Like he got a lot for Donovan Mitchell. He got three first, a swap, two swaps, uh, and an All Star at the very minimum. He got five first round picks. He got Walker Kessler as one of those first round picks. And he got a bunch of like Jared Vanderbilt, Malik. Like you know what I mean. This seems like a very Danny Ainge, I'm going to sell the house. Except, like, I'm not saying he's going to sell Walker, Kessler, or um, Lowry, but I'm with Jamie. I think I think you sell, at a, especially when there's just not a lot of sellers. Yeah, which makes sense. Um, another name, Jamie. Let's hear your takes on the whole Dre, Jay Crowder situation. Sounded like he was going to get traded to the Bucks for Nawara a second. And um, I can't remember who the other player was in that deal. It was nothing too crazy. Um, what do you think about Jay Crowder? Do you think he's definitely going to be a Milwaukee Buck by the time the trade deadline ends? I mean, he said, uh, I think I read an article either yesterday or the day before, that he's sitting out the season. So until he gets moved or you're not going to see I just want to know so what happened. Yeah, yeah I don't – I have no idea what's going on in Phoenix, but there are – another roller coaster um, franchise right now. But uh, yeah, Jay Crowder, I, I mean, he's a solid role player. This is a guy that has played on championship caliber teams in his career and knows how to operate in multiple systems. And I feel like 
definitely the Bucks should definitely look into that. But at the same time, I don't want to throw. I don't know what the Bucks have for picks, but I'm not overpaying for Jay Crowder, who doesn't even want to play basketball right now. Is you know Julian I mean? Nora in the second like overpaying for Jay Crowder though? I mean, that thing, that just feels like I'm getting Jay Crowder. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think Jay Crowder, man, if Jay Crowder can be the P.J. Tucker to the Bucks championship team, they could, they, they might be able to do this thing. Yeah, so what does that put you? Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Jay Crowder, Giannis, and then Brooke Lopez? No. I think Crowder would come off the bench. Cause yeah, I think uh, Crowder would come off. Grayson Crowder? Has been uh, low-key having a really good year. Shooting the ball really well, Jamie. That's a good point. But yeah, it definitely adds to a, a championship roster already because they they have the tools put in place if they're all healthy, and Jay, Jay just adds to that. Another hot name on the market. Are we good there? Or Mike, did you say your take? Uh, Jay? Yeah. No, I mean that. I, I'm with you guys. I don't know what <laughs> what happened in the scenario, but he's had. I forget what it is, but like eight straight playoff seasons or something. Like, dude, dude knows how to play well in a system, and so whatever system gets him, he's gonna flourish in. And if it is the Bucks, then that definitely adds to you know to their arsenal. Let's talk about another team who might be. Um trying to sell high on a guy. Maybe not sell high, but Bone Thailand for the Nuggets. Another trade um, another trade target that's been floating around. I think a lot of people would be shocked if we said this would be happening before the year. I think the Nuggets just realized Bone Highland doesn't necessarily fit their timeline as in a young player. Um, I don't think his game just fits with winning basketball at this point of his, at this point of his career. And I think he wants a bigger role, which I do think he kind of deserves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, is Bone Highland like like does he do it for you? Like what? Like what does he get me back if I'm the Nuggets? Like if I'm the Nuggets and I have this one last piece, who do I want to use it on? Who do you use it on? I'm not. I'm not really sure, Mike. What do you think? I don't have like a target or a trade in mind. I, I just think that what is going for him is, is he's an active, like very young player. Does create offense and if a team I don't see him really as a starter, but if a team's looking for a little like instant offense, so to speak, um coming off their bench, then I think he is a good fit. I did see a post and I'm forgetting from who um that he's like it's pretty much all but done that he's he, getting moved out of Denver, which um, I'm kind of with you is surprising, but we'll see what happens. So I, I don't know. I, I, and I know a lot of people may not know the name, but um, that would be my thing is that a team looking for like uh, offense right off the bench. Oh man. We haven't even talked about uh, Fred Van Vliet. All right. We'll get to that here in a sec. James, James roll here. Let's go. Uh, who are we just talking about? Bones. Bones. Highland. Yeah. He's a, I mean, he's a scorer. Comes off the bench and gets you buckets. I don't know. To me, I don't really understand why they want to move him. Um, I guess he doesn't fit the system, but, I mean, who does fit that system? That's a question in itself. I don't know who you'd get for him. I don't know if they're just looking for picks necessarily, but no, they wouldn't be because they're championship contenders. So I don't. 
I don't really know much about the Bones Island situation, to be completely honest. Yeah, it's it's definitely weird. It's it's just not what people would have expected. So his value will be interesting to see. Like, are people higher than the Nuggets on him? Maybe so. Maybe that's how a deal gets done. Um, let's roll into Fred VanVleet. It feels like the Clippers to me, honestly. Like, this just feels right. Um, I think I said that last week. But do you guys have any take? It sounds like it's the Clippers, the Suns, and the Heat. Those seems to be the big three. I just don't think anyone wants Kyle Lowry back. Yeah, that's the issue. I, Would uh, you rather have Fred Van Vliet or D'Lo? Just curious. I'm, man, I'm actually curious because I think D'Lo is actually shooting the ball at a crazy clip this year. Van Vliet, 1,000%. Yeah, yeah. Easy for me I as well. I just think he's a better leader. On better the leader, better defender. Think, yeah. I mean, yeah. if i like Fred Van Vliet, I'm going to the Heat if I can over the yeah. Clippers and the Suns because I just feel like that's a better system for him. Hard nose, petty defensive team. Um, yeah, they so got a Kyle, lot of. So Kyle Lowry goes back to Toronto. I like that. Correct. If that were, if that would be, I mean, the trade. I don't. I just, I just feel like the Suns. Clippers, man. If if I'm anybody in the league, I don't want to go to the Clippers. No. Just because of the oh, the question marks <clears throat> of your two superstar players. You know yeah, what I our, mean? Like you don't know. Yeah. When Car- uh. Kawhi is going to be available. You don't know if Paul George is going to see Kawhi sitting and be like, well, if he's taking time off, why the hell can't I take time off, which he's been doing. So to me, the Clippers, as good as a roster they have, there's just so many question marks about the Clippers that it's just tough for me. Do we think D'Lo is worth anything? Like, does he Can he come in here to any of these teams and do something for anyone? Do you, like, change anyone at all? Like, maybe the Clippers, maybe the Heat. I don't know. I don't know either. I've never been a big D-Lo guy. Well, he just doesn't play defense. Right. Yeah, no, he doesn't. He can shoot and he can score, but he definitely doesn't play defense. And if you're Um, looking for somebody to come off the bench and score, sure. But if you're looking for a a point guard that's going to defend every play like it's his last, he's not your man. And I think he brings he definitely brings interest across the league because he is a good shooter. I mean, number two pick in the draft at Ohio State. I mean, he's a good passer too. There's just so many limitations on defense that that brings a little bit of question marks for me. There's a maturity thing with him as well. Um, yeah, ask Swaggy P. Okay, ah. watch watch your girls, watch your girlfriends out there. John Collins, fellas. John Collins finally get dealt. I John Collins. To, if they can get John Collins in picks to Utah, I know they, the rusting makes, like, I love the rusting for them, but if they can get John Collins and a pick or something, oh boy, I would love that too. <laughs> John Collins, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a believe it when I'll see it type of thing. Man's been in trade rumors so long that it's tough to say what's real, what's not. Yep. It feels like he was like Lowry last year, right? Like everyone, like oh, they're going to trade him at the deadline. They're going to trade it, and then they just don't end up doing it. And then that's kind of like the funny thing because everyone assuming the Raptors are going to trade someone, but maybe they just don't. Um, but John Collins, I have no clue, man. Maybe to Brooklyn. Does he go to Brooklyn if Kyrie gets traded to? Do we like that fit? John Collins and KD. I kind of like it. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> It's it's so 
We're it's Brooklyn is you don't even know what what do they even want <laughs> to go a week without having drama probably. No, yeah. Do you think their GM is happy that Kyrie just said fi- finally just said trade me? Now he like literally has a reason and KD can't get upset. Anything else, guys? Do we have anything else to talk about the trade deadline? I feel like we're probably missing some some pretty big names. Well, my I think I asked you guys, but like, does this Kyrie business just freeze like a lot of moves? You think? Probably. I guess. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, because I he probably become. Well, no, I don't think so because it's a limited market, right? It's a limited market. It's only the Lakers and the Clippers. Um. I don't think if the Clippers can get Fred VanVleet, I don't think they're waiting for Kyrie to no. decide. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good luck on waiting for Kyrie to decide. Because all Kyrie has to say is, "If you trade for me, I just sit for us here, and I'm a free agent." So, and I don't put anything past Kyrie. So Kyrie will probably end up where Kyrie wants to go. No, I just, think we got it. Do, one do more thing I'd I'd add is Bogdan Bogdan uh, Bogdanovich. Uh, if you're a championship contender, that should be a guy that you want on your team. Instant offense, shoots it at a great clip, knows how to play the game. He should definitely be high, higher on guys on teams' lists. And, I mean, he's been in trade talk for like two months now, and nothing's happened. So I'm anxious to see uh, see where he goes, if go, if he goes anywhere. My t- my take on Bogdan, and from what I've heard, I, I've been listening to a couple podcasts to see like what rumors are going around. The thing with him, man, everyone's just saying they want like you have to give us an unprotected first, and like a lot of championship teams don't have unprotected first because they have first going elsewhere that's restricting them from being able to trade that first. So I just think like the issue with the Pistons is. You guys remember before the season, everyone was like, oh, this Pistons team, K, Jaden Ivey, all these young guys, Durin, uh, Bog, Bog, uh, what's his name? Bogdanovich has played at almost like an all-star level. It's just on the worst team in the NBA or one of the worst teams in the NBA. So no one's going to talk about it. I just think, I just don't know that anyone's going to be able to get him, James. I think like, I just think they want to make the play in next year. Those young teams fighting for the play in. I think I think he stays. Yeah, and you're probably I think right. You I should just, be man. I think you should be in on him. Absolutely, you should be in on Sadiq Bay. The Pistons mm-hmm. trading Sadiq Bay would be goofy to me. Like he kind of feels like he fits their timeline. Yeah, if you're the Pistons, the only guy you want to get rid of is Bogdanovich. If you want to get rid of him, because that young nucleus, they're not good right now. But let I them mean, throw together. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Cade, like, Ivy, Sadiq Bay, and, and we could be talking about like a Scoot Henderson with those mm-hmm. two. We could be talking about Victor Wembanyama with those two. All right, guys. Last question about the trade deadline, and we're going to wrap up here. We're about a half, an hour and a half in. A lot of great conversation about all the stuff that's been going on, guys. Um, last thing, Swisher Dish. Last point, Swisher Dish, Jamie. The trade deadline lives up to the hype. Uh, I'll swish it. Um, it you hasn't think it's yet. Busy. It hasn't yet, but this week ahead is gonna get. It's about to get busy, and I am super excited to uh, to see what teams make moves and what teams don't, and 
you know, who goes for it, so to speak. Hell yeah. Jamie's living up to the hype. Mike, are you living up to the hype? I will swish it, I think. Hey, let's go. I think, um, yeah, if I'm remembering from past, like, deadlines and recent um, ones, like, obviously there's a few things that happen, like, a week or so or 10 days before, but it's, like, the last couple days where, like, the pressure is, like, building on teams. I'm like, oh, we only got two days. It's, like, now or never. I think people start to pull that trigger a little more this week and, um, you know, People have had the weekend to think about it, weekend to see other players, blah, blah, blah. Once this, like, tomorrow starts hit, like, once tomorrow hits, this week starts rolling, I think we see more. Yeah, the phones around the NBA are just going to be busy. There's going to be trade rumors just swirling of guys that you're just not even expecting. There's going to be a trade that happens that came out of left field that, who knows? It'll probably be between like the Wizards and the Pistons or something. You know what I mean? It's just there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. It's going to be a busy week. I'm I'm concerned. I just don't know that a superstar gets traded at the deadline. I guess Kyrie like gets traded and he's the headline. He's not a big enough headline for me. Um, just because like he's great on the court, but like I just I want something more. I'm hoping OG gets traded. I've seen the story with the Raptors. They hold on to things. I'm gonna sell. I'm going to dish. I don't think it's going to live up to the hype. I just don't know that there's enough firepower. I don't know if something's going to happen that's going to put a team into the conversation. I think like we kind of already have our finals conversation teams um, that we can get into at a later date. But that's just me. I think it's just a little short of what I was hope what I of what I would hope. Um, but with that said, guys, Debbie um, Downer, huh? Debbie Downer. That's how we're going to end her. I'm sorry. I should have I should have went first. I thought I didn't think I was going to be the only one. Um, all right, Jamie. Uh, what's the watch for this week? Watch the trade deadline. Watch your phones. They're going to be buzzing. That's all. That's all you need to hear from us, Jamie. Get everybody. Everybody should have the same one. I mean, let's. We're watching LeBron James. We're not watching the Lakers. We're watching LeBron James. He's going to break the all-time NBA scoring um, leader. Um, list. I said that awful, but he's going to become the NBA's all-time leading scorer this week. Tune in, watch greatness. Um, this is a record that hasn't been broken in uh, since Kareem. I don't know how long it's been, but it's been a minute. Um, like 43 I think, years. Yeah, I think his record's going to get broken again, especially with how crazy scoring is, but it's going to be a long time, so tune in to LeBron James this week at home. Yeah, um, mine is Thursday, right, guys? Thursday. It's trade deadline day. It's the day LeBron James breaks the record. Thursday is the day we are going to be doing basically two emergency episodes because of um, it's going to be the best moment this season. It's going to be very busy. It's going to be very chaotic. Um, you know, it, there's going to be a lot going on. The Lakers play the Bucks that night. Um, it's just sets up to be the best night in the NBA so far. So, Michael, what do you have here? Nope, you guys said it. Um, don't miss it. You might not see it again, like Jamie said, for a while. And uh, we take we take LeBron for granted, I think, at times, because it's not going to be like this forever. So, you know, make sure that you guys pay homage to the man here. So, with that being said, guys, I – it was great having you on. Let's get our final statements and get out of here. Jamie, go ahead. Thank you guys for the continued support. Um, Steve, Mike, 
thanks for um you know making this available for us um yeah intrigued really excited for this this week ahead michael yep um thank you guys again for everything all the all the listens all the support you give um steve and jamie thank you for another good week and for being able to do this every week this is the this is where you know the pedal to the metal point of the season trade deadlines all-star all this stuff keeps coming up so uh we're here to cover it and we're excited for it lads it's been a pleasure um I can't believe our 20th episode here will be the trade. <laughs> no, Jamie, don't come on mute and not have anything to say. Go ahead and say it. No, I'm just laughing at the, the lads, man. That got me. I don't know why, but all right, just Uh-oh. continue. My fault. All right. Um, but no, it's been great. Our 20th episode is the trade deadline that comes out. Friday morning. Um, we'll be recording that around 9 o'clock at night, so we're going to have a little bit of time to settle with it. Friday morning, we're going to have LeBron James passing Kareem come out, and then next Sunday we will have our next week episode, so it's a very busy week at the end of the week, um, but that's what we do this for. It's one of the most exciting times. Um, I've been waiting for the LeBron thing. I've been waiting for this trade deadline. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's the hottest time in the NBA. Um, We thank you guys for your continued support. Jamie, Mike, thank you guys so much for everything you guys do. Um, I can't wait to see what happens. And, fellas, we are about to head into a a time where the landscape of the NBA could be different the next time we get together on these microphones. So appreciate you guys. We'll, uh, We'll see you guys soon coming out. Friday with the trade deadline stuff, and I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to the Nothing But Net NBA podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Nothing But Net.